Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Episode of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. It's Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos, the Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our great shows. And if you can, please, 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 please give us that five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, subscribe, follow, share, throw out Facebook gaming stars if possible. Anything you can do to support our show, Lakerholics.com. Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, NBA Draft Junkies, and the Run the Floor podcast. It is immensely appreciated. The words I've been longing to say for a long time now. It's been since 2010 I've been wanting to say this. So 10 long years, a little over a decade, but the Lakers are headed back to the NBA Finals. And here with me today to talk about the Lakers heading back to the NBA Finals after a 117-107 victory over the Denver Nuggets, finishing the Denver Nuggets off in five games, as Laker Tom had predicted. And here today to talk to me all about what's going on with the game are three great guests indeed, as always. My compadre during the NBA playoffs he is my good friend indeed. It is Rafael Barlow. And Rafael, great to have you back on the program, my friend. Thank you. I just got to say two words. LeBron James. Yeah, I mean, he was big in the in the fourth quarter when Denver looked like they were making a run. How many shots was it in a row that he hit? I think it was five. Five in a row. Five big shots. Um, played well defensively. I mean, what is this? Ten? Is this his tenth finals? In yes. eleven years, that's incredible. That's that's just absolutely incredible. I mean, he delivered on his promise that he made to to Lakers fans uh, a couple years ago. So, you know, um, you know, I'm sure Laker Tom and, and everyone else in in Laker Nation just can't wait to to get Game One started. And you want this uh, Boston Miami series to end tomorrow, so so you know who you're playing. Absolutely. I mean, it was just willing to wait for a game seven for the fans. (laughs) Your time is coming. I I would want to get it over early. I'd want to get it over early instead of just sitting around and and waiting. Team is hot right now. Well, hold on. Let me introduce you guys before you go ahead and off on everything. (laughs) My gosh. See what you start, Rafael? You get these guys going. I'm telling you. (laughs) Also here today is one of the blog editors for Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check out everything that they're doing today at Lakerholics.com, including videos from Rafael Barlow, podcasts from me, 
and so many great articles from Jamie Sweet, Laker Tom, and of course, Sean Grice, a.k.a. Magic Man. And Sean, all right, your turn now, my friend. Go ahead and you elaborate on what the Lakers did right right now. Oh, it's still ding dong, the witch is dead for the Denver Nuggets right now. Just just missed the bell and Cinderella's time is over for Denver. Yes, yes. Well, I understand that a lot of Nuggets fans are going to be over the course of the next few minutes. They're going to say, well, if Murray had been healthy, yada, yada, yada. I, I get it. Murray was not playing at anywhere near 100%, but neither was well, Anthony Davis. Not, no, he wasn't. His ankle isn't 100% right now. Um, I, I'd also like to say, I mean, a lot of the wrinkles showed again. Nikola got in foul trouble again. And they just seemed to have, like, Grant saved them in the third quarter. If, if he hadn't have shown up in that third quarter, I think that 5 to 10 point lead would have ballooned to 12 to 15. Um, even with the hobbled Murray, it, it just wasn't their night. Um, I saw um, that earlier that was really surprising to me. So LeBron James' um, playoff career, how many minutes per game do you think he's averaged? 42 per game? 43. Yeah, per, like overall. Uh, probably over say, 40. He went well over 40. Yeah, I'd say 41. Yeah. Yeah, it's around 41. The lowest minutes per game he's ever played in the playoffs was, I believe it was his second year for Miami, and it was a little under 39. He's played a hair under 36 this playoff run with the Lakers. Well, you saw it as far as the stats are concerned. He ranks right around 13th or 14th as far as total minutes played for anyone in the playoffs. By far and away, the leader was Murray. Jamal Murray. Yes. Yeah, and, and it caught up. I think it really caught up to him. He's been averaging, you know, around yeah. 44 minutes per game. Yeah, even at 22, uh, that's still got to catch up with you. Yeah, I mean, that that's a lot of that's a lot of tread on the tires, man. I don't care how, how young. Absolutely. Well, it definitely started to show the wear and tear. He had injuries. He was being worked on repeatedly, limping all over the place, but still gutting it out. And you know what? You got to give credit to the Denver Nuggets for having, a, you know, the will to get themselves through two rounds down three games to one and then go tooth and nail with the Lakers for four games. And it was just something, or excuse me, five games. And they really battled. They did the best they could. It wasn't quite enough. And here today to also talk about the game. And where it's going to go from here is a good man indeed. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. You got to go ahead and check out Lakerholics.com today. It is Laker Tom. And Laker, Laker Tom, let me ask you this real quick. I mean, was there anything really that was standing out to you as far as what was going on? To me, it was just, and in the end, when everybody was really starting to gas, once again, as we've seen the past few games, one person had to stand up. Before it's been Jamal Murray, before it's been Nikola Jokic, before it's been Anthony Davis, today it was LeBron James. It's kind of appropriate that uh, this is really, I think, the first time we've seen the playoff LeBron that we're used to seeing in the previous years. Um, I'm starting to, I'm starting to like uh, Raphael's uh, depiction of LeBron playing for another four or five years. 
Um, ten. I've moved it up to ten. <laughs> You've moved it up to ten. Uh, I swear, <laughs> the guy. You know, you know if it I, goes I, up to fifteen, then we're really doing something. <laughs> it, this this could be like uh, like the uh, Kyrie's ad with uh, the old man on the on the court coming out there and showing the young guys how to play. But LeBron, LeBron took this game over, um, and it it was a beautiful sequence of shots and so forth. And you know, I I think Sean's right that uh, you just can't go through three straight grueling series like this at an escalating opponent each time you're playing a better opponent, um, and you're getting tireder and tireder. You throw in a few injuries and things like that, and um the lakers the lakers held them at bay the entire game even more than they did in game four you know this was a wire to wire same type situation uh where the where the you give credit to to the nuggets for hanging close um and for for fighting back time after time eventually even tying the game uh, until 80 hit that three um but what it really comes down to in the end is that the Lakers had the best two superstars. Um, we got some great contributions from the role players once again, you know. Uh, Danny Green, who I was screaming at all game for his for his defense, uh, hit that clutch three at a really important bind. He had two block shots. Um, he didn't do so bad on the defensive end. Well, he got two block shots because guys were going by him all the time. He was always behind his defender. That's why he got a block shot. Um, I, think, I, I think the thing that, that impressed me most about the Lakers is that – despite not having LeBron and AD totally dominate like both of them are capable of doing, and I give credit to that, to the, to the teams they played, um, they're the only one of the top four seeds that really has made it to the, through the bubble to the finals. Um, you saw Milwaukee lose out. You saw the Clippers lose out. Um, and in the history of 68 NBA finals, there have only been seven number five, seven number three seeds that have won a championship, and there have never been a number five seed like the Miami Heat has never won a championship. So the bubble's been the equalizer for everybody. Um, it's in many ways made the path easier for the Lakers, in one sense that they knocked out the Clippers and Bucks, but in another sense it's made it harder for them because I think they, I think Portland was better than a normal, you know, eight seed team. And the Rockets were a unique challenge that everybody was saying the Lakers were going to fall on. And then you come up with the come from behind nuggets that everybody was said that they were going to do. Um, and in each one of those series, the Lakers basically fought back and, and dominated the series, ending on a winning streak of three games, three games, and two games to take all three of them in five games. Um I'll wait before making my official prediction, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be just because of the parallel to it. It'll be another four game, four one victory in the finals. See, there you go. You're already started. You're already starting it, my friend. You're already started. Just start. It doesn't matter who. It's going to be the Lakers in five. It's going to be the opponent yet, Gerald, but uh, I don't think it's going to matter to this team. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the legacy of the Lakers is what's on stake. That's why they prevailed and survived. They persevered and survived where the Bucks didn't and the Clippers didn't. I think and a lot of it goes entirely to LeBron James' leadership. 
I favor both teams. Uh, you know, stars. I favor the Lakers over both teams, but I think they would have an easier time matching up against the Celtics because the Celtics don't really have anything inside that would scare or petrify the Lakers. Hold that till the next. Uh, so yeah, I'm just telling you if you're saying one or the other. Okay, go ahead, Sean. You you're go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. No, I was I was gonna say uh, uh, interesting conversation now. Um, I I would just say that even though um, there's been this narrative that the the bubble's been good for the Lakers, I think it's benefited the Heat more than any other team in the yep. NBA. I think. This was First time in 68, 68 years that they'll be in. The, they have a good shot at being in the finals. Well, I think this is a perfect situation for for Pat Riley. He is a hard hat and and steel toe boots type of individual. It's just the way he is. He loves even on the sands care. in Miami. Silence. Pardon? I said, Pardon? even on the sand, the beautiful, luxurious oh. sand in Miami. Well, that's kind of would just really just you know kind of ruin the boots after a while. <laughs> I get the metaphor. I get the metaphor. When you look at a guy like Jay Crowder, played in a lot of empty stadium, empty arenas when he was in college. Duncan Robinson, before he went to Michigan, played in a lot of empty arenas. Bam Adebayo grew up in a trailer park. Like Pat Riley, just finds these guys <laughs> that are just hard workers. It doesn't matter where they're from, and it doesn't matter. Uh, where they came from, just sees hard work, and he sees a guy who fits shoot. what he wants. Yeah, and guys just buy in. It, it's similar with LeBron. LeBron doesn't get enough credit for being a, a steel-toed boots character himself. What is this with you and boots, man? I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to make a good analogy here. I understand it, but okay. First off, yeah, I understand Pat Riley. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know. I get the metaphor. I got it all along. I get that, but you know, I understand that that Pat Riley, as a GM, has been doing an outstanding job, or as a president now of operations for many years. Excuse me, but come on, man, he's not the only one that seeks out individuals that are hardworking. I mean, look at the Lakers. They've got some hardworking guys. They have their own various backgrounds. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you're creating all these scenarios. It, it, that's great. And there's a lot of great, uh, you know, stories on the Miami Heat. Absolutely. I wouldn't tell you wrong, but I don't know. The scenario kind of painting is kind of I, I just know I don't I don't know where you're going with that. You know, you're acting no, as if I'm, I'm just saying that like they're the, the way put them together and the way they play the system they play it it was perfect for the bubble situation. Well, absolutely. I mean, they've catered to it. Obviously, uh, they have a great management coach structure in place. I mean, Spalestra's been there forever. They've had their style as far as working is concerned. Obviously, Pat Riley and the way he's emphasized practice has been known for decades now as being one of the hardest individuals as far as practicing is concerned. And and you see that they've tried and attempted more defenses and types of defenses out there than anybody. They've been very crafty. But again, to me, it comes down to they have a very versatile team in that any one number of five players can go off on you at any given point in time which is more versatile and also more scary for any team that's opposing them. So that's, that's my thing. Raphael, I, I don't know. This has really gone off uh, 
the shark, so to speak, talking about uh, steel-toed boots and you know beaches and all that. But I want to hear your thoughts on the Lakers tonight, as far as is concerned, because they work pretty hard themselves. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it, is this bronze easiest path to the finals? Statistically, and lost three, three games. Yeah, statistically, and and they didn't look great. As they, second chance points, they got killed on second chance points. Uh, you know, rebounding, they didn't really impress. I mean, there were some issues. I mean, Reggie Miller and Chris Webber were teasing Anthony Davis all game about how three games in a row he's not gotten many rebounds, and yet I'm looking at the box score, and the Lakers were up by 16 at that point in time. So I'm just, you know, at at this point in time, the Lakers, they need to get some credit. On Jeannie Bruss's birthday, by the way, and happy birthday, best wishes to her. I know she's a very happy and like the birthday present that the Lakers gave her now, but I'm seeing the fact that the Lakers, you know, none of the credit seems to be going the way as far as the team is concerned. I understand they have two great players, but it took a team effort to some extent to get them where they're at today. Yeah, I mean, but I just think that's generally the media because if the Lakers would have lost, Bron and AD would have got all the criticism also. Yeah. So, I mean, but overall, I mean, they've they've cruised. I mean, they've lost three games and. They just look like they're going to be hard to beat four times in a week or a week and a half. And the scary thing is for, you know, for a Lakers opponent is you can't even really say that the Lakers role players have really like jailed and played well. I agree with you. It's just kind of been Bron, AD. Then you may get a good performance out of Rondo here. Um, my tickets, I'm still sitting at the train station. My ticket's still being held up because he didn't, again, he didn't even come bring it today. So, you know. You, I didn't even notice him today. Yeah. So. Well, you want a three threes. I mean, Laker Tom, really? Yeah. Do you really want to say playoff Rondo was here today? Um, yeah, again, I, I, I think, Gerald, you just can't look at the box score. To It's like Raphael well, says. But the presence the today. they not going to tell you how important Rondo yeah. is to the team. I understand that. But Rondo today, and I'm, Rondo's done a great job in this series. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to tell you that differently. I'm just saying today, you guys, you know, I've heard Rondo this past week mentioned not only as elevating his level, playoff Rondo, then all of a sudden you hear Hall of Fame is being talked about if he wins this championship. And then I'm like yeah, hearing this. I think that's probably legitimate. All right, that's another story for another day. I won't go there. <laughs> well, well I, you know what, Gerald? I, I think you're right. I think a, a lot of credit does need to go to um, a lot of our, our other players who contributed tonight. I, I think just basically what we're seeing is there are six very, very important rotation players that Frank Vogel is utilizing at this point. So it's it's AD and LeBron on the floor together, obviously. And then it's either some combination of uh, Alex Russo, Danny Green, and KCP, or you replace KCP with Kuzma, or you have a combination of Rondo and, and Caruso. But, but regardless... He's usually going with those six guys and relying on them. And he's going to need Dan- playoff Danny Green in, in the finals, no matter who they play. Because of the of the big three that Boston has, you expect LeBron to cover one and Danny Green to cover the other. 
in Miami, it'd be something similar. You'd have to cover Tyler Hero, or you'd have to cover Dragic. And Fogel's going to have to really understand in this series that when he switches, he's not dealing with, with like, uh, an ordinary one to five. Like, Daniel Tice is not an ordinary five. Neither is Bam. And if he decides he really wants to play around with JaVale McGee now, <laughs> smoking, throwing Kelly Olynyk to shoot threes on him, or um, Stevens can find a matchup he really likes there too. So it, we're really getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Well, for Laker Tom, when you start throwing in JaVale McGee's name, that's really getting down <laughs> to the nitty-gritty right there for you. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where here comes this other major player. They have a ton of resources. Apple could change the way that entertainment is consumed. They say it's the only time this year that you'll have stars from each brand battling each other. And we know it's not going to be the case, but they like to say that and more power to them, I guess. Well, it's a big first step bringing all those superheroes together. There were definitely some parts of the movie that I that I really enjoyed. And then there were some parts that I thought just kind of fell short of expectation. Part of it has to be something to do with how it's being promoted. And this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse, every week on Apple Podcasts. And over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options. But Laker we, Tom, we should have ahead. a nine man. We should have a nine man rotation, and yeah. uh, you know the the starting five that we that we played tonight. Uh, I think either Morris or it'll be interesting to see. I think that he starts either Morris or uh, Howard in in the finals. And at this point in time, um, I'd be happy with either one of them. Um, and then I think you got coming off of the bench. You've got whichever one of those two doesn't start plus. Plus uh, Kuzma, um, uh, AC, who played very well, and uh, and um, Rondo. Uh, but I think I think what's miss what's missing here, what's missing here about the Lakers and 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 not getting enough credit. Um, I think one of the big things is the coaching job. I, I mean, I've been as big, I've been as big a critic of Frank Vogel. Oh yes, and everybody out there, especially for some of his rotations and some of his decisions and starting. But I have to say that in retrospect, as I've seen him be a little hesitant and reluctant to, to, to get off of JaVale's train, um, he's made the right decisions. Morris was the right player to insert in the lineup in the Rocket series. And Dwight was clearly the right player to insert in the lineup in this series. Um, and Rondo, his faith in Rondo, uh, despite being killed by myself and every other person who believes in analytics all year long who forgot. And, and, and I realized this when I went and, and looked at the stats of Rondo in the playoffs versus Rondo in the regular season. And it doesn't matter whether it was Celtics Rondo or whether it was uh, Nugget or uh, Pelicans Rondo or Lakers Rondo. The guy has performed admirably and is probably at this point in time, still the third best player on this team. Um, so Frank Vogel has done a terrific job coaching. He's he's 
He's involved everybody. He's in, done a great job with his staff. There's been no, there's been no talk at all after the early talk about how Jason Kidd was going to be a negative in the staff and and looking for his job and so forth. Um, he's involved LeBron and AD in all of the decisions. Um, he's really been dealing with a consensus type of management, the same as Rob Palinka does. And I think that the stability you saw that came from all of those decisions that Palinka made and the way that he ran the operation, the coaching style that Frank Vogel has, the decisions he made, and the leadership of the two superstars on this team is why they're still alive and Milwaukee's dead and, and the Clippers are dead. And there should be a lot of credit given to, to the fact that Frank Vogel and Rob Palinka have done a great job putting this club together. And LeBron James and Anthony Davis have done a remarkable job leading the team. They're better, they're better than the individual pieces. There's a synergy that they have right now and a toughness that they have, a character they have. You can talk all you want about the culture in Miami and so forth, but there's no team that has a better chemistry right now than the Los Angeles Lakers. And I agree with you on that, uh, and especially kudos to the coaching staff and Frank Vogel for getting and earning LeBron and AD's respect, getting them to buy in early, getting them to commit to a defensive plan, and basically winning mainly off of defense and transition. Uh, you it's know, their identity. Defense is their identity. Absolutely. It keys us so much for the Lakers when they're doing it. There, you can still see in today's game, even when they go to a half court offense, it's ugly. It's not pretty. And it is really down to two players when it comes down to it. And you can see the Caruso's, the KCP's, all these other, other players, they want to defer to LeBron. So as soon as they get their ball, they're looking immediately at AD or LeBron right away. Only Kuzma seems to be the one that wants to be aggressive. And the problem is you're not getting the results when he is. Especially today when he was matching up again, trying to go into a personal one-on-one competition against Michael Porter Jr., which is again very head scratching yeah. indeed. But Raphael, I want to go ahead with you, my friend, and just some final thoughts on the series itself. I mean, this is obviously going to be a great building block again for Denver as they go forward. I I, I mean, give them all the credit in the world for the toughness that they showed. I think this is really one of those character-building situations. I mean, from last year, they, they built a lot of character. They're going mm-hmm. one step fur- further. Can I ask you this question? As much as I like to dis- not, not say it as a Lakers fan, I mean, going forward, their future is very, bi- very bright, but can they go even further? I mean, Warriors will be back next year. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going to be hard for any team to – to uh, go through the Warriors, even Clippers and Lakers to get to the finals. So um, I think this is this is one of those years where I think any team outside of Golden State, you, you really needed to capitalize on it because the West is going to get a whole lot tougher next year with you know the Lakers coming back and having more experience together. And then, uh, I mean, I guess if you think about it, by the time the playoffs start next year, the Lakers group has had been together, and it seemed like almost two years in a sense. It so, will be. Yeah, their chemistry. Two seasons, is, uh, two seasons this year, almost like yeah. two different seasons. You're right. Yep. 
So, yeah, I mean, Denver's in a tough situation because the future seems bright. And, you know, as their guys get better, like I think Grant has put himself in position to make a lot of money. Monte Morris had one of the most team-friendly deals in the NBA. I think he signed like a three-year deal for like is he a Maybe free like agent? A, a million. I don't think so, but no, you know, it, he'll want an extension. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, those two guys were, were key. Then, you know, Porter Jr., he's, since he didn't play last year, he's been paid two years. He's getting close to an extension time. So they're going to have some decisions to make. And, um, you know, you kind of probably feel like you want them to at least stay patient and hope that Golden State gets old soon. But, I mean, I just found out and just realized that AD is only like, what, 27? Yep, only remember we had this discussion. Only yeah, yesterday. And LeBron is 25, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be tough. years now. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's going to be tough for any team out West to just get past. I think he's playing one-on-one against Father Time, and right now he's got H-O-R-S on Father Time right now. Yeah, man, there's no signs of him slowing down. No, no, not at all, at least right now. He will fatigue every now and then, as obviously all these players do, and we've seen it. But the thing is, they're managing him as best they can on the Lakers. And you saw the way they were managing him, the less minutes that Sean mentioned, obviously the fact that he's not even in the top 10 overall in minutes, is starting to take effect. And you see that because he was able, when everybody else was gassed or injured or hurting, to go ahead and he was able to go ahead and come out with that last three, was it two, three minutes? Was it three minutes? I think it was three minutes left before when when he really went on a run all by himself and pulled it out for the Lakers. But I will tell you this. I'm just so thrilled to say that the Lakers are headed to the NBA Finals. I cannot say how glad I am after 10 long years. It's going to be awesome indeed, whoever it is that they're going to match up on. And we will be having extensive Lakers whoever preview the day before the Finals hit. So definitely look out for that. I also have Lakers Fast Break coming up on Monday with Jeff Perlman, the author of the number one sports biography book out there, Three Ring Circus. If you have not gotten a chance to go ahead and check out this book, you need to because it covers in detail the three-peat of the early 2000s for Kobe, Shaq, and Phil, not only before, during, and after. So it's a must-read for any Lakers basketball or sports biography fan out there so they can better understand what went on behind the scenes. had a great conversation with them, and you can check that out on Monday's show, The Lakers Fast Break. Guys, it's been great talking all each and every one with you. But before we head on out, Magic Man, what you up to at LakerHolics.com? Well, Gerald's going through a game one preview of the NBA Finals. And uh, I've just got a little sample to throw out to everyone. Um, so three players in NBA history uh, for the Lakers. Jerry West, Magic Johnson, LeBron James. All have played in a total of nine NBA Finals so far. This is LeBron's stats. The record in game one, Jerry West, five and four. Magic Johnson, four and five. LeBron James, one and eight. The worst game one record in NBA Finals history. Okay. Let's hope he turns that around. Yes, we're going to preview game one. I think this is the year he turns it around. The last game one he won, it was 2011. Let's hope he gets to 200%. 
There you go. <laughs> that'll be that'll be there for you, right? So that means they win game one. Everything is great right there. Point two hundred. There you go. But first off, Laker Tom, I know everything's great with you, my friend. But as Rafael and I joke about, even when you're not here, and I hope you listen when we do. Of course uh, I do. Okay, that's what we think. Big shout <laughs> out to you. Appreciate the shout out. Yes, we always love to give it to you, my friend. But we always know you've got so much in the chamber, so to speak, ready, cocked and loaded. So what's going on with all the stories that you're coming up with that you're brewing right now at Lakerholics.com? Well, I've got, I'm working on uh, actually four different stories. That's um, it? Uh, one of them is uh, obviously the the uh, winning of the, tonight's game, which I started on before the end of the game. Uh, there's another article on unsung heroes, uh, primarily being Dwight Howard and Rajon Rondo. There's another article on how the bubble has made the path to the championship easier for the Lakers. Um, and then uh, the big one for the finals, uh, which is the big question is, who's gonna start at center for the Lakers? Um, Okay, I think it's going to be interesting because the one thing that's really different about the Miami Heat, and I do expect them to end up coming to the finals against the Lakers, is they're sort of like the egalitarian offense like the Golden State Warriors, except they don't have superstars. They, you know, they've got five guys who can all come out and get you 20 points in a game, but none of them are going to score you know, that consistently. And they're going up against a team they actually have, if you take the top two players on the team, the lowest amount of points scored by the top two scorers in the history of the finals. Whereas the Lakers are up there among the teams that have the highest percentage of points scored by their top two scorers. Um, now the Warriors prove that you can win with a, an egalitarian offense where everybody gets an equal chance to score. Um, of course, when you have four superstars, that's maybe the only way that you can spread the ball around fairly. You know, it's whoever's hot type of thing. Um, but it'll be interesting because the Lakers, uh, the problem with the the problem with with Miami coming against the Lakers is they just don't have anybody to guard LeBron James, um, and that's the problem that a lot of teams have found themselves in. So, uh, it was great to see LeBron finally play forty minutes. The first two times he did it in these playoffs were the last two games. And you can start to see that LeBron is pacing himself like he's never done before in any other playoffs. And I really do believe it is a lot of it. It is pacing. Um, I've seen some glimpses of, of age slowing him down, getting shots blocked from behind that he might never have done in his younger days. But the truth of the matter is that he's still the best player in the NBA. And he's peaking right now, heading into the finals. He's, he knows that there's 12 crosses off in the blackboard that's in the Lakers dressing room. And there are four more wins to be had. And he is going to be unstoppable. And he's not going to want to lose that first game. I think Sean's right there. LeBron is is going to go into the playoffs against whomever we play, and he's determined to be the finals MVP. Um, I once thought that he might be willing to, to really focus on getting the ball to AD so AD could win that honor, but I don't think so, not this year. 
I think he spent the whole year propping AD up and giving him every opportunity and showing him what it's like to play with another superstar, what it's like to be a star on the Lakers, what it's like to be looking at a potential legacy like Kobe Bryant's legacy. But these finals are going to be the LeBron James finals. I can just tell you right now, it's with the word 16 out of 101. It's probably the best way to say it. But I know he has that number etched in his brain right yep. now. So. Yep. All right, my friend. Raphael, you heard what the guys at Lakerholics.com is doing are doing. So and you know they're doing a lot of work. And also special shout out to Jamie Sweet, who you know is going to be putting up five great things on Lakerholics.com as well. But before we L E B R O N. Those are his five great things. Well, you know, there's also <laughs> D-A-V-I-S. But before we head on out, my friend. Clever. <laughs> R-O-N-D-O. Yeah, okay. But <laughs> I know. B-O-G-E-L. Uh, yeah, <laughs> D-W-I. <laughs> oh, there's S-I. There's S-L. There's S-I-L-V-E. No, that's three. Six, F-R-A-N-K. I, I messed up with silver. <laughs> but anyways, going at my counting is all wrong. But before we head on out, I want to go ahead and hit you up. As I'm already derailed the five-letter train. I want to go ahead and hear what you're doing, my friend, at NBA Draft Junkies. I just um, I think this week I'll probably work on some um, guys that I think are international prospects that will be drafted in the second round. And uh, I'll put those up. And then, uh, oh, Laker Tom, I have not forgot about you. I just think, honestly, if I put up an NBA draft video for the Lakers right now, it's going to get lost in the shuffle. Yeah, that's, that's, let's hold it. Let's hold it until, it, it's, until the time is right. Yep. And so no I have no – uh, No problem. Yeah, I, I have, uh, and I've been meaning to to tell you for probably like a week or so now because nobody, nobody in Laker Nation is thinking about the NBA draft. The rest of the teams are preparing for next year. Laker Nation is still going. Um, but I do have a list of um, of players where I think that, uh, you know, if Lakers, whatever direction they go in, that, that could right. be available. But, yeah, just working on, um, you know, content for, like I said, like I've been saying for the past, I guess, what, 35, 36 days. Just content, 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 and but like I said, this week I'll do uh, a few guys that I think that um, international prospects that will be selected in the second round, whether they'll be drafted and stash or not. I don't know because it's such a weird year since the players that are in Europe, a lot of them are have went on and started playing for their 2021 season. Well, there's a couple that are here in the states, so um, but yeah, th- that'll be the videos that I have coming up for this week. And you can catch it today, or catch it in the not too distant future, but you can catch all of his great videos today that are there already because it's row after row after row, as you're seeing right here on Facebook Live at NBA Draft Junkies on YouTube or NBADraftJunkies.com. NBA Draft Junkies, his great podcast, and also the Run the Floor podcast as well. He's never, he doesn't have idle hands at all, that's for sure. But for me as well, Inside Sports Fantasy Football for Week 3 in the NFL, if you want to catch it overnight or also as well just before the games tomorrow, it's still a great way to go ahead and give you some help for your lineup for fantasy football. And, of course, Pop Culture Cosmos, the PCC Multiverse, hit on Friday talking all about Xbox and Bethesda, all about the movie changes and more. Check that out on the Pop Culture Cosmos wherever you get your podcasts. Lakers? To the NBA Finals. We're excited, we're pumped, and whoever it is, whether it's Boston or Miami, 
I'll tell you what, Miami, 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 with uh, Pitbull going ahead, coming on. Bring bring Pitbull on. Bring Pat Riley on. Bring it, the whole team on in Miami. Or if it's Boston, bring all the leprechauns you want because the Lakers are ready for you. And I'll tell you what, it's going to be a great time indeed when the Lakers are in the NBA Finals because they have the victory tonight, 117-107, to 107, over the Denver Nuggets, finishing them off four games to one. No comeback here. There's no reason to go ahead and be nervous now because there's only four more games that the Lakers need to win before it's number set. Number 17, correct? Celtics yes. tying 17. There you go. And we're, and we're in our 32nd NBA Finals. I think that's a really good omen. Better than 50%, it would be nice. Yeah, that would be. I'll stick with that indeed. Well, once again, guys, it's been great having you aboard. Rafi and I will be back tomorrow for an update on what happens tomorrow in Game 6 between Miami and Boston. And then also, like I said, Monday, I've got Jeff Perlman from Three Ring Circus, the awesome book there. Top seller on Amazon, top seller on Barnes & Noble, so you got to check that out. We're going to have a great interview with him coming up on Monday right here at the Lakers Fast Break.